Hey, hello everybody. Welcome to the PlayStation Report. I am Frank, and joining me is Tyler. Tyler, what's up, my dude? Not much, man. I got to rant for a second. Oh, let's hear it. Dude, fuck these Christmas people, you know? Wait, they're right. already out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. There's some people I work with that that, that uh, my wife works with, and immediately after Halloween ended, they're like, let's decorate for Christmas. You walk in stores, they're playing Christmas music already. Oh, man. I haven't walked Come in Come on, store, man. So, shit. We, we can't go straight from summer to Christmas. Hmm. What is wrong with these fucking people? Yeah. Ah, that's that's ah. disappointing. I I cannot approve of any such activity. It's it's honestly um, insulting to uh, the other holidays. You know, I mean, I feel like Halloween should extend through Christmas to the end of the year. Uh, personally, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like if people want Definitely. if people want to start Christmas early, I'm extending Halloween. Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> let's do it. I, yeah, it's 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 too much, dude. I can't I can't do it. It's zapping all the potential potential the keyword excitement around Christmas to me. You know, I don't really get too hyped for Christmas at all. But no. like, come on, man! If you're gonna be like that, it's just killing it. It's making me not not want want it at all. And uh, you know, f f off. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. I just I had to I had to get it out there. Yeah, it it mean, seems a little too much this year. Yeah, it's it's kind of been building, but this year in particular is like, what is happening? Why? Why? What is happening? I just yeah I I don't get it either. It especially like it it just do they think people are going to be with 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 the economy the way it is? Do they think people are really that excited to go out and buy a bunch of shit right now? <laughs> I know exactly, like, exactly. Like it seems like it feels like this is coming from uh, somewhere that isn't you know particularly like. I mean, it seems like a corporate of SP, it's some some sort sort of conspiracy between you know all the all the people who want to sell us shit to make make to try to make us feel like it's it's that time. Right. And uh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I'm- Nope, not one bit, not one bit. Uh, Other than that, I'm all right. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, I'm living my life, trying to find a house. I think I found one. It's going to be some work, but yeah, we'll. I'll, if that happens, there may be a disruption to this show. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, because understandable. I'm going to have a lot of shit on my plate. Um, right, but. Hopefully we can get to uh, a place where, you know, I can manage that, and then we can have our Game of the Year stuff. I'm trying to get out of here. I'm trying to get out of this apartment. They want to raise rent. Fuck them. Fuck landlords. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's uh, let's do this show uh, about video games, uh, more or less. Um, the big games are coming out, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, God of War is this week, right? Yes, Wednesday. Wednesday. Shit. Um, 
Call of Duty's been out for a while now. Been playing some of that multiplayer. I'm not yes. sure about you. Uh, but yeah. Let's let's talk about some stuff. Yeah, I uh I have played some multiplayer for Call of Duty and I finished a campaign. So not sure which which piece you want to talk about uh, first. All right, I want to get it out of the way. I think the campaign kind of sucks. It, really, uh, I'm I'm curious. I, I'm I'm not over here saying it's the best, but I, I'm curious your thoughts on it. I think um, some of some of the levels they've designed around their big set pieces, the mechanics that you have to do to do all that stuff. Don't aren't good for gameplay, such as the uh, the uh, whatever the car chase of uh, fucking uh-huh. convoy thing, jumping from vehicle to vehicle. That shit sucks ass. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't mind the jumping from vehicle to vehicle. What killed me was one that mission and that whole sequence was way, 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 way too long. In the part with the mines pissed me the fuck off. Ah, yeah. But but I agree with you overall though that like that mechanic was kind of it was just wonky overall. Yeah, I, I'm 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 with you on that. Um, did you finish it at all? I did campaign? finish it. Okay. I because go ahead. I don't like their insertion of survival mechanics. Yes, I don't like that. That is that is garbage. That is yes, that is the that is the piece that I wanted to really throw out there. I don't like that. And all in uh, okay, let me back up. The mission where you're first introduced to it was okay to me because that was the whole point of the mission. Okay, you're throwing crafting in there. I'm not a super big crafting fan. It feels like The Last of Us. I don't really need that in Call of Duty. However, I could maybe take it in Call of Duty if it wasn't just kind of like, hey, look at this idea we have for one mission. Like, what if they built the game around that maybe and expanded upon it and made it more interesting? The part that pissed me the fuck off with that mechanic was in the final mission. Oh, yeah. Fuck that shit. That was, that just killed any momentum that that final mission had it was so frustrating i was just like what the fuck is going on here uh yeah absolutely aggravating uh that they threw those mechanics in there just because they just seem just kind of shoehorned in there um just to do some different things i yeah i just they they do a lot of things in this um that just don't don't come off for me. It's just, uh, yeah. E- even story wise, I'm not I'm not really convinced that this is all that great. Um, it's just it yeah. just seems like they're rehashing a lot of uh, the sensationalist uh, media takes from the mid 2000s. Yeah, that that was my thing as well. Is that the story was just like, I feel like you guys have done this a lot already. And especially with how it ends, I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, yeah, they're gonna end it on a cliffhanger, really? Is yeah, that, really what exactly. Doing? To bring back a villain from the original Modern Warfare trilogy, it's like, are we really doing this? Are there really gonna be two Modern Warfare trilogies that basically tell almost the same fucking story? It's like, 
guys, what the fuck is going on? In some of the writing, I, th- I felt like as it went on, I'm like, this is just kind of, I don't know, stereotypical and tropey and... It just didn't grab me very much overall with the story. I was like, are you fucking serious with this? I also felt... Now, some of them were cool, uh, but I also felt like every mission seemed like it was just like a stealth infiltration mission. Um, It it felt like there was a lot of that in this game. It's like every mission you start off and you're sneaking around, you got a silenced weapon, you have to do... This thing, you have to take out that guy without getting seen, snipe these guys, go in this prison, turn off these alarms. It's like, I don't know, I just felt like that got kind of repetitive. Um, But then some of the missions that were more action-oriented felt too long. It was really weird. Like, I don't hate this campaign overall, but by the... I feel like I started pretty high on it, and I'm like, oh wow, this is actually pretty pretty cool i'm down for this and then as time just went on i'm just like oh my gosh can we get this over with because it just felt kind of repetitive and not as exciting like people saying this is the best call of duty campaign ever i'm like what the fuck are you smoking dog yeah no way no fucking way (laughs) it's average at best to me yeah i just i have like I can think of a handful of Call of Duty campaigns that I definitely like better than this. But yeah, 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 definitely. But that's—I mean—that's a campaign, and that's not what ninety percent of people who come to Call of Duty come to it for. So, yeah, and, and I, I do want to throw out though that my personal favorite mission was the mission Recon by Fire, or whatever, where you're sneaking around. Uh, it's very much like all gillied up from Modern Warfare uh, 1, but it still felt really cool to me. Um, I liked the part where you got to that base at the end and you had to infiltrate it, but at first you're just picking off dudes way from far away and kind of had to think about your shots. Um, It's another one of those type of Call of Duty missions, but this one just felt a little bit more interesting, I guess, because you just had more freedom. That was probably my favorite mission in the game for sure. But yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's chat about multiplayer. What, what do you think of multiplayer? I think the multiplayer is quite good. I like the changes yes. they've made to uh, the progression, uh, how you unlock weapon stuff, um, like the the platform based weapon for progression. Like you have your M4 platform, you have your. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what they've done with like the the weapon names if they've gone like licensing wise they can't use certain names or if they've licensed certain names of weapons but like there's basically the AK platform like there's all these different um, weapons platforms that you unlock attachments for that weapons platform but you also unlock variants of that weapon um, like the M for example the M4 has a a, a battle rifle a LMG a submachine gun version uh that you can uh, adapt it to um it's yeah it's it's really cool uh we are a little bit we are ahead of uh season one like the the first season has not started yet so the progression is a little bit weird to me like you have your daily challenges and your your bonus daily challenge and that those are the ways you're really going to level up quickly um 
I wonder like what what that progression is going to look like um, once you know the season drops because right now they're cosmetic wise there's stuff you unlock through the challenges the camos but um, I, I I need my weed stickers I need my um, I need my anime girl uh, weapon uh, camo camos I that stuff isn't in there yet. Yeah. <laughs> Did I see correctly that there's like a Mountain Dew emblem or something that you can get? Oh, God. Maybe I'm wrong with that. But either way, that. yeah, if that's true, I need that. So I, I got to look that up. But uh, yeah, I'm with you on that stuff. I, I think it's really cool. One thing that I like as well is when you're creating like a custom class, uh, I'm not a dude that really has cared a lot about perks in Call of Duty over the past number of entries. So I like that they have these, like, perk packages that you can choose. Um, and those are also in, like, the pre-made classes they already have when you start multiplayer. But I like that you can just choose them and just be like, ah, yeah, this is this is good. This this does what I want it to do. You don't have to sit. But if you want to get really nitty-gritty with it, you can. Um, yeah. I like that. And, yeah, the gunsmith stuff that they have introduced, I think that, you know, still really good. Um it's really interesting how much you can add to it and oh, what yeah. you can do. Truly customize your weapons. I mean, I have made it's, it's some awesome. stupid, very stupid weapons just just to see <laughs> if it works. And a lot of times it doesn't because I'm doing stuff that makes exactly zero sense. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah. you got you gotta you gotta screw around once in a while, see find something that works for you. Um, yeah, plenty of options definitely. for. Uh, customizing and even at the end of uh, the weapon cr- progression you get further customization with weapon tuning which l- really allows you to fine tune uh, your weapons and uh, you know just it, it's a very customizable experience if you want to really <laughs> dig deep into it there's a lot of depth there um, with your just with your custom classes you can do a lot of different things um, so yeah yeah I, I I generally enjoy the maps. I think the maps are pretty good. Um, I have not played as much that much uh, ground war or invasion yet, so I don't know what the bigger maps are like. But uh, the standard size maps I, I find are pretty good. Some of them are a little bit big for free for all. Is all I'll say. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't done. I don't think I've seen all of them, and I haven't done any free-for-all or anything, but so far I've enjoyed them as well. A few times I've gotten some weird, like, spawn camp sort of issues, but as fast-paced as Call of Duty is anymore, I feel like that's just kind of bet on the happen, no matter how much, you know, they try to eliminate that um, with the design of the maps, but um, I think it's it's good. Um, a lot of them I like, you know, just because I'm, you know, nerdy and into that shit, I like the the map that's supposed to be based in Singapore at mm. the racetrack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. Um, I feel like there's a whole bunch of shit to get into and areas to get into in, in that map that that's, uh, yeah, they're, they're fun. Um, yeah, I'm liking them so far. Um, I will say the one thing about this game though, is the UI is fucking horrific. Uh, with the menus, at least to me. At first, when I got in there, I'm like, how the fuck do I just play Team Deathmatch? Like, what the fuck is going on? And then you have to, like, you know, go in, you can filter them out and everything, but overall, I'm just like, what is this UI? It's just kind of kind of strange overall to me. Um, but, yeah, 
I, I'm really liking it. I'm I'm looking forward to you know whenever season happens and Warzone and all that stuff. I, I'm I'm really digging this Call of Duty. And what I like is that this you know Call of Duty might get some really good support because there's not supposedly not going to be one next year. Yeah, which yeah. is awesome. I can actually I have am, a Call of Duty and stick with it for a while. Yeah, that's that's the thing for me. Like, I I really just if I'm going to get into a Call of Duty, I need to be playing it for you know more than just you know the first couple months and then watch it peter out as I prep for the next one. Right, um, right. Yeah, I'm super excited for your Warzone uh, 2.0 or whatever they're calling it. Um, yeah, excited. Yeah. Is there anything else you've been playing, or you want to say anything else about Call of Duty? No, I don't have anything with Call of Duty. The other thing that I have played, I think it's the only other thing I've played, um, is uh, Yakuza 0. Oh, hell yeah. So, played some this morning, playing, use that term lightly, because I felt like I was just in fucking cutscenes for like two hours. Um Good stuff, though. Um, I finished Chapter 3, so I'm at the very start of Chapter 4. Um, you know, so I'm playing as Majima, learned some of his uh, combat styles, which the slugger style, I think, is the one where you get to use a weapon. Yeah. They give you a bat to start off with. I feel like that is absolutely broken um, in the few combat scenarios that I got to use it in because I'm just wiping the floor with fools. It is so fun. It's also, like, I love how absolutely brutally violent this game can be sometimes. Um, especially with that style. Like, when you use your heat um, attack and you can you hit the dude really hard with the bat. And then he's, like, down on his knees. And then Majima just, like, winds up like a baseball bat swing. Hits him square in the other side of the jaw, and I'm like, oh, God, oh, yeah. that's got to fucking hurt, man. Oh. I mean, you um, straight up murder fools in this, in this Oh, game. absolutely. Absolutely. And the cutscene that leads to you learning that style, where there's like two dudes fighting each other in some like fucking alley, um, one has a sword and the other one has a bat. That was a brutal fucking cutscene. That dude got the shit kicked out of him yeah. um, by the guy with the bat. Um, really good stuff. Um, <laughs> I love, I, I just love how just wacky these games are. So you have to go to a restaurant, uh, to get some information, poach some people. Um, it's not a restaurant. And, it's, it's a cabaret. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Um, but I love how there was just like one random dude in just tidy whiteies just oh, dancing Mr. in the Le- far distance. Oh, you you got to see Mr. Libido. Is that his name? <laughs> oh, That's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You'll, it you'll, made me you'll see more of him. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I was like, what the fuck is this? Is that a real thing in Japan? What do you mean? Like, like someone just wearing something like that and dancing for like entertainment or something. Look, Is that a real thing? Or? Ask about that. Like I don't. Okay. I don't know. What I'm the just going on over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying you had the answers or anything. I'm. I'm just curious if that's like a <laughs> real thing or thing that happened in the past. It's just. It's There's goofy. No way. I love it. There's no way that's actually a thing. I. I hope not. I hope not. Because yeah, it's a little. It's interesting. 
Um, but yeah, that's that. I, I really like this game. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm actually wait close to, to wrapping up my replay of Yakuza Zero on my uh, sweet on my Steam Deck. Yeah, I've been. I have that on my Steam Deck. I can play that a lot. It's, yeah. How long do you think this game is? Like hours wise. Oh. Man. I'm like seven and a half in. I want to say it's right about now. Like 30, 35. Okay, that's like not that. bad. That's not bad. Um, but if you want to do a lot of the side stuff, that you're going to extend that. Yeah. Right. Right. Which I really haven't done too much of so far. You haven't really had an opportunity to. Um, yeah, that, that's the big thing. Uh, I have a decent amount of sub-stories, like, started that you just kind of run into or can find. But, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting into some of those down the line. Talk to a dude who had, like, a cell phone, I guess, from way back then. That was a weird conversation. Um, yeah. Um, Fantastic game. Man. Yeah, you're going to have to tell me when you run into some of these sub-stories because some of those are, like, the most, like, fucked up shit. Uh, there's a cult one that I think you're close to with Majima. Uh, okay. That you can do. And that one is, uh, yeah, fucking cults are crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With God of War coming up, so, yeah, with God of War coming up, I decided to put off a Plague Tale, because I didn't want to start it and not, and kind of have to put it down, um, because of God of War, so my goal was to do God of War, still play some Yakuza 0, but finish God of War, and then go ham on Yakuza 0, and finish it up, so, um, God of War, once that comes out, I'm kind of dropping a lot of things for that, Mm. so... Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm probably going to binge God of War in a weekend. Let's, yeah. Because that's probably all the time I'll have for it. <laughs> it's a long game. I heard it's like 25 hours if you just do main story, basically. Um, and it can get up to like 40 or so if you're doing side stuff. Is that, isn't there a Pokemon game coming out this month? Yes, I think it's the 18th is the new Pokemon games. God damn. God damn. Maybe I can't afford to buy all these games. Maybe I should hold off (laughs) on some of them. You know, until I know what my living situation is going to be like. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah, I think I'm looking to get God of War, Pokemon, and then maybe Callisto Protocol rest of the year. Mm. There's a few things that are coming to Game Pass that I want to check out. If I have the time, like maybe Pentiment or um, High on Life, because that game looks stupid. God, um, really? You're going to play the Rick and Morty <laughs> game? I might. I might. I might check it out. So, Well, maybe you should play Fortnite with me and unlock some Rick and Morty skins. Let's fucking go, dog. I'm ready. Let's go. Um, yeah, I, I played some Fortnite. Uh, it's good. It's good. Fortnite's still good. They... They, I think they just wrapped up their Halloween event. There's some, there's some stuff going on now. Uh, I think today might be the last day of uh, uh, Star Wars week, where there are some bonus challenges, uh, where they drop some, some lightsabers on the map. And yeah, I've been using some lightsabers. All different kinds nice. of characters using lightsabers. You don't need to, 
you don't need to be force sensitive to use a lightsaber. Just nah. don't cut your own arm off. That that's all. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good time. Right on, man. Let's head on over to the news zone. Um, we talked a little bit about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2 is doing very well. In fact, it has had the biggest opening weekend in franchise history. Um, $800 million sold sell-through after three days on the market. That is, yeah. People were really, really wanting Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I, I, I have a feeling that might be related to maybe the past couple of Call of Duties not hitting, but yeah, this one definitely had a lot of people in on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the past two haven't been the greatest or most exciting, and Modern Warfare 2019 was just shockingly good. So... Yeah, it does not surprise me that there was a lot of excitement about this one because, you know, I don't typically get too excited about Call of Duty games anymore, but this one I was really looking forward to, and that's just because 2019 was so good. Um, and this game is, is fucking awesome, as we talked about for a little while. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. $800 million is a lot, and that's in three days. Their best was Modern Warfare 3. 775 million across five days yeah so yeah i wonder what the five day total is and it's always interesting to hear certain things like this you know i you know i remember gta 5 launching and making like a billion dollars in a day or three days i forget what it was but so yeah massive launch i also think this could and i'm just curious if it has any impact but it could have any impact on this Activision Microsoft deal because I mean it's just huge uh it's Call of Duty and to not you know to have it be the biggest launch ever at this point in time is really fascinating with everything that's going on with it and Microsoft would just be foolish to make it exclusive I feel like and they've been out there saying that they're absolutely not of course but um yeah I just wonder if this plays into any of those talks for getting that deal through. I I think it is very foolish for anyone to believe that it isn't going through. Um, yeah, that too. I I don't think Sony has a real case for, for this not to go through. It's especially, you know, just based on previous history of what has been allowed uh, for acquisitions. Not, not just the video game industry, just broadly. It's just, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything stopping this. I agree. Um, but it does seem that uh, PlayStation Plus is is slowing down a little bit. Um, they well, so they've lost about two million subscribers since they've done this whole new three tier system for PlayStation Plus. And that's that's a big number. Two million subscribers. That's a... Uh, yeah. In this yeah, short time period, period. Yeah, it's... It's probably... It, it's a problem. It's a problem. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. 
They they lost two million. However, their revenue from a service was up because of you know now there's a bunch of people paying more per month with the other tiers. So I feel like they're probably not too worried about that as long as they're making money. And you know, I'm, I'm but I'm sure they are looking at those numbers because also monthly active users on PlayStation Network dropped by 1 million down to 102 million. Um, so I, 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 they're probably looking at those, at these numbers, you know, being like, okay, we're making money still. We're making more money than we did, but, you know, we don't want to continue to lose subscribers. How do we, um, you know, get people to resubscribe or upgrade their tier? So it wouldn't surprise me if, over the next few months, maybe they get a little more aggressive with, <coughs> excuse me, with adding things to um, some some of the higher tiers, really, because I feel like when it comes to especially the highest tier, the premium, that with the classics, like they've totally dropped the ball on that and have not really added a lot of really exciting stuff. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if we see a little bit more aggression on that front, but you know. Sony's not putting all their eggs in this basket like Microsoft is, um, or the majority of their eggs, I guess. But, yeah, overall, it's it's not good, but it's not awful, I guess. Now, I'm curious, too, if any of that has to do with a transition period, maybe. Um, maybe there's a lot of people on PS4 that just are waiting to get a PS5, they can't find one or whatever, which that's gotten a lot easier. Um, but I wonder if they're kind of letting their subscriptions lapse until they pick up a PS5 or something like that. Um, or people that just aren't even wanting to pay for it because they're not playing any multiplayer games that actually require it because some of the biggest multiplayer games like Fortnite, Warzone, Destiny 2, they're free to play. And you don't need it for that, I don't think. So that's another big aspect to it, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sony has worked to make uh, their service uh, a compelling thing that people want to uh, engage with. So, yeah, the the pressure is on them to to uh, you know do that work. Um, as far as you know, being in transition to the PlayStation Five, there is some positive news. Um, they are producing more PlayStation Fives than they have expected. They've passed twenty five million units sold. And um, production is going going good. It's there are going to be plenty of PlayStations out there. Hopefully, it means that uh, anyone who wants to buy a PlayStation Five this holiday season can. I'm not sure that's going to be the case, but it's looking a lot better. Um, I will say though, a lot of uh, a lot of the things I've been seeing are bundles. I don't I don't like when consoles are almost exclusively sold in a bundle. That that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, right. Right. But, yeah, overall, that's that's definitely good. They've sold 5.7 million PS5 so far in this fiscal year, but they want to sell 18 million by the end of March 2023. So, wow. You know, 12 million consoles over the next, what, five months? Um, now there's a holiday period in there. They'll get a lot of sales there, but... That is a ton of consoles to to move. Um, 
in in a short amount of time. So and they just rate those goals too. So like yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I feel like I will be shocked if they hit that number. To be honest with you, um, I know the holidays will be nice for them. There's God of War. There's gonna be a lot of hype for that. But man, I don't know. That's just a lot. So we'll we'll see on that. Um, but yeah, production's up, which is awesome. And find some couple other statistics here uh, just kind of interesting so 62.5 million games sold 63% of those were digital mm. which is huge you know and that that number just keeps getting bigger and bigger um, and then their operating uh, profit uh, for uh, for operating the company and everything was was still positive, but was way, way down. And it's mostly because of manufacturing, rising costs, and and all that, which, you know, I guess that's, you know, seeing those numbers, you can understand why they're maybe increasing the price of the console, even though they're still making millions and billions. But, you know, I don't know. It's interesting time period. Also, Bungie, Bungie's acquisition factored into that as well. And Yeah, we'll see. See what happens. Yeah. The things that I think will happen, I think they aren't going to sell very many PlayStation VR 2s. Mm. Um, they've just come out with some more information. We have a price. We have a date. Um, do we have the launch lineup here? Yeah, we do have a launch lineup. So... PlayStation VR 2 is going to launch February 22nd and will cost you $550. It will include your two uh, PSVR 2 Sense controllers. It will include some stereo headphones. Uh, There's a bundle for $600 that will include the Horizon Call of the Mountain uh, VR thing. Um, as far as the rest of the lineup here, we've got After the Fall, um, Cities VR Enhanced Edition, Cosmonious High, Crossfire Sierra Squad, The Dark Pictures, Switchback VR, Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue, Jurassic World Aftermath Collection, The Light Brigade, Pistol Whip, Tentacular, and Zenith. The last city. Um, I I gotta say, there there isn't a big one in there. <laughs> there there isn't a real reason to go out and spend five hundred fifty six hundred dollars on a VR headset if this is what they've got. Yes. So. Actually, yeah, looking at this, I don't think all of these are launch titles. Just looking at them, they got like 2023 listed. But regardless, I'm with you that I'm not going to go out and spend $550 to play these games, even if they are any good. You know, I've heard good things about Pistol Whip, for example. Um, uh, Crossfire, I think, is an interesting game that was on PSVR, so this is a new version of that. Um, but you know, the dark pictures switch back, um, that could be interesting, but also like super massive on PlayStation VR didn't really make great PSVR games. 
So, yeah, that one's kind of like, we'll see. Um, I think if they're launching with Horizon, a Horizon bundle, then that's obviously a launch game. Um, which, that could be cool, but that's not that's not worth all 600 bucks to me. To, and even with a more sophisticated machine or, or headset that this thing is, it's just not worth 600 to me. That's just a lot, um, which I think they're just going to be an uphill battle. And I think, I think a lot of it right now comes down to some timing, obviously with the economy just not being as, as good and in recession, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think with this price, though, I think it shows that they were probably going to launch this thing at 500 bucks, but they're just upping the price right now. Um, but it's a hard sell when you're saying this costs more than the console that you need in order to use this thing. You can't even use it like on a PC, for example, um, which I think would really help them sell more of these headsets. You, you know, you can't like, that's a, you know, depending on which version of PS5 you get, I mean, that's well over a thousand dollars investment because you need the console you need this headset you need some games it's like holy fuck that's just a lot of money man um so i I, i'm kind of worried about this thing because i feel like they're going to need a lot of great software just to keep people engaged keep word of mouth going or whatever and to really get people interested and excited in buying this thing that they've invested millions and millions of dollars into but I feel like if it doesn't sell right off the bat, we might just see Sony do what they've done with PlayStation VR 1, Vita, of just kind of letting it exist, letting third-party titles come to it. You know, they'll do promotions for those things, but they're not going to take their own teams and stick them on this thing. Um, so I'm kind of just worried they're going to be in this weird spot, and I don't know. I'm, I'm way more curious about the market for this thing and how well it'll do than buying one myself, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, I can't even lie about this. Like, I'm, I, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna get a PSVR two. I'm not sure at any point. Definitely, really. It's definitely. If I'm going to get a VR headset, I'm gonna get something on PC that'll like be able to play a much bigger library of games. And uh, yeah, it's just. This ain't it. This ain't it for me. Yeah. And, and, and I get it. The fact that it's not backwards compatible with PlayStation VR 1, though, you know, I understand why they're saying it can't do it, but that's a massive bummer, too. Because that, that could have been a huge library of games, and some of them pretty decent, that, you know, maybe that investment could be worth it um, to dive into some of those older ones. But I'm with you. All right. We done here? Yeah. Let's move on to another bummer. <laughs> Let's keep the bummers coming. Um, Embracer is shutting down. Uh, the newly named Onoma Studio, previously Square Enix Montreal. Um, they, yeah. So Square Enix sold its Western Studios to the Embracer group. Embracer is shutting this one down. Some of the people are going to get jobs at Eidos Montreal um, but 
yeah, this is leaving a lot of people out of a job, and, you know, right after they renamed the studio, you, you'd think that they, you know, they were probably working on something. Um, but it seems like Embracer just wanted the, the properties that were attached to uh, Square Enix Montreal. Exactly. And that's a huge bummer um, that, you know, all these people are losing their jobs and some of them will be able to get jobs at IDAS Montreal. But yeah, uh, it's it's clear that Embracer, especially with this purchase, wants the properties, like you said, and two, they're just buying stuff to buy stuff and they'll figure it out later. And it's also clear to me that I just feel like the two weren't really talking to each other. Because why would you let them rebrand themselves if you're just going to shut them down like a week or two later? Um, that just sucks. That's just a huge blow to all these people. and It just makes Embracer kind of look like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... And, and this isn't the first one either, unfortunately. Like, I feel like there's way more closures coming for Embracer. They're just too big. I just don't understand how you can make the games at the size of that they make and they make a bunch of them but they don't sell you know 20 million copies or anything like that like how can you sustain that i just don't understand that and uh unfortunately i just don't think it's going to be this is the first one yeah i mean at the risk of sounding so, like some crazy radical lefty that people will accuse me of you know wanting to ruin the world uh i'm gonna say that hey, maybe holding companies should be fucking illegal because they don't produce any value and they just fucking siphon off of every company they hold. Yeah, um, definitely. It's just, it is really sickening. They are like the fucking leeches of the world, these fucking holding companies like Embracer. Like, uh, fucking, um, shit. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking now. Uh, the other big one, um... Oh, Chinese company, big... Tencent? Tencent, yeah, they're pretty much a holding company for a lot of... Yeah, it's just, yeah, just these huge yeah. companies whose only purpose is to gobble up other companies and siphon off their profit. It's just, it's not sustainable. No, definitely not. Um, definitely not. It's also reported, too, that IDOS Montreal is helping Microsoft with Fable, which I think that's, you know, like Crystal helping with Perfect Dark. It's kind of strange. I don't know. It's just weird to see. Not that studios helping other studios makes, you know, that, that happens all the time, but in this kind of dynamic is interesting. And there's a wild rumor out there that, when the Activision deal is done, Embracer's going to sell Crystal and IDOS to Microsoft. I can't get behind that because I feel like they want Embracer wants those properties. But in the world we live in, it wouldn't surprise me. Though that that would be a total Embracer move. Oh, we bought them for three hundred million. Let's sell them to Microsoft for a billion dollars. Why not? Yeah, make a lot of money there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what the fuck is going on? I mean, we're not we're not going to talk about it, but the fucking the way that some uh, some people decide to go out and buy companies or you know social media platforms and then decide that uh, in order to uh, make themselves appear successful, they're going to cut costs by you know firing everybody. 
I mean, that's yeah. just... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why anyone ever believes that these very rich people, these very big companies, are at all, like, intelligent when really all they're going to do is shift things around to make the numbers look good. Yep. Uh, yep. And even sometimes some of them take good things and just totally run them into the ground, like like we're seeing with Warner Brothers, um, with their merger with Discovery. God. Like HBO Max is my favorite streaming services uh, service. They get a lot of good movies. I like a lot of their shows. They are just like, what are you doing with some of the stuff just for tax write-offs and laying people off left and right? And it's like, what the fuck is happening over there? Now they're going to jack the price up, merge it with Discovery Plus. It's like, those two things don't go together, dog. What are you doing? I'm not paying $20 a month for fucking half of it to be trash Discovery shows. I just, yeah, you look at some of these big executives and just wonder what what the fuck they're thinking. But hey, you can go on Twitter and pay $8 a month or something to fucking get a blue check mark. Which yeah. definitely means you're real, right? And not just someone paying for a blue check mark and then impersonating someone else. Right. Um, definitely not for <laughs> scammers. Um, <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, speaking of scams, Square Enix Symbiogenesis is not Parasite <laughs> Eve. It's an NFT collectible art game. A Jesus scam. Christ. So, yeah. Square Enix making this fucking garbage. Yeah. Don't. I don't know if I have to say anything else about this, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe avoid this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, Parasite Eve, so, a reboot, something everybody wants. Um, yeah, let's let's do this with it. Um, you know, Square Enix said they're going in on NFTs. They weren't fucking lying. Fuck them. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, Netflix has acquired a studio, the Cozy Go. Cozy Grove developers Spry Fox. Um, I don't know how to feel about this uh, Netflix games thing. Um, because it's just a pain in the ass to get to any of their games. <laughs> like, yeah, and I don't think you can play any of their games on a PC right now either. Like, no, I'm pretty you sure have, you have to do it through mobile on their yeah, app. Yeah, you have to do it through the Netflix app on mobile. And then it'll yeah. direct you to where you can download the game. <laughs> It's, yeah, which is dumb. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I liked Cozy Grove a lot. Uh, Cozy Grove is coming out soon-ish, I think, right? It's. I wanna, hmm, let me look this up. I think that's coming out soon. Maybe next year. Yeah. Oh, God, why? Why wouldn't you search something? Does it not just give you the answers right away? Um, okay, maybe they don't have a date announced. Uh, they say by the end of 2023. Um, but yeah, they're working on that. They're working on another non-violent MMO. Um, which, I mean, that that could be interesting. Um, Yeah. But yeah, you're going to have to have a Netflix subscription, uh, to play their, their next game. I don't know. Netflix is weird. I don't know what they the are. heck Netflix is doing. Like they they're spending big bucks on shows that are flopping, and uh, they're trying to get into video games. I don't know. Do they know the? Do they know that 
video games might not make them the money they're looking for. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. I just don't see how this works out for them. I don't know. I, I'm curious, and I know they just kind of started this in the last year. It's going to take time to build it up. But yeah, I, when people think of Netflix, they think of movies and TV shows. They don't think of video games at all. Um, so that'll totally take some time for them to do. But also, I just don't know if maybe 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 it will be to to just have mobile like experiences because mobile's huge. But I just don't see that people going to Netflix having to pay a subscription only can use it in their app sort of thing. I don't see how that works for them. Yeah, and it kind of stinks in a way of like them just gobbling up some studios. That makes some cool games. I mean, like I know, I know you like Cozy Grove and Night School Studios, another pretty big indie studio made oxen free and stuff, and they're gobbling them up. I don't know. We'll see how it turns out for them. But. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, what do we have? Here? You added some stuff in here. What, what's this about a John Wick game adaptation? What, what what's happening here? Yeah. Not much here, but Lionsgate, who owns John Wick, makes John Wick movies. They are actively looking for a studio to make a big AAA John Wick title. Um, I that's pretty much it. Um, someone you know from from Lionsgate said on a earnings call that that's what they're looking to do. Um, and there was that John Wick hex game that came out a few years ago, but otherwise, that's about it. Um, I feel like a AAA John Wick game would be fucking awesome if done right. And I feel like there's a lot of good potential here if they find the right studio. Like, I think about the game, I don't know if you ever played it from early PS3 360 generation called Stranglehold. Did you ever play Absolutely that game? Absolutely not, no. Yeah, uh, that game was fucking awesome. It wasn't the greatest game in the world, but it was so cool. You could, like, it was just a action shooter sort of thing you could slow down time hop over tables do all these like roles and stuff like in an action movie like a john wick movie so and just like, shooting so people like it's Payne? so cool kind of yeah but it was a little bit more than that okay. uh with its combat it was so awesome i loved that i love playing that game and I, th- I think about that how cool that could be with john wick especially if you get keanu reeves to voice it just because his, his line delivery is just amazing. Yeah, I mean, that could be cool. I just don't know who does it. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Um, I'm not sure who, who would be a good fit for that. But Remedy? Maybe? I mean, they, they just have too many projects going on right yeah, now. I... That would be sweet. Like with Control and Max Payne, their experience there, that would be that'd be really cool. All right, uh, we've got some more information for those of you who have PlayStation Plus Premium. There are five Ratchet and Clank games uh, that you'll be able to play. These are, I believe, all streaming as their PS3 games. Um, well, PS3 remasters of, of PS2 games. Here we go. Ratchet and Clank, Going Commando, Up Your Arsenal, Deadlocked, and Ratchet and Clank Future Tools of Destruction. Um, all five of those, and yeah, that's a 
that's a lot of ratchet and clank. Yeah. Uh, you'll be able to start playing these November 15th if you are a PlayStation Plus Premium member. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess streaming those games could be okay. I don't know. I haven't ever yeah, tried maybe. to do it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um, because when I played Ratchet, the original trilogy, plus Deadlocked last year, I think, um, there were, and I played that natively on PS3, and those are PS2 games, there were some real time, big times where the flame, frame rate um, slowed because too much was going on. Lots of explosions, lots of bolts flying everywhere. So streaming it, yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll be okay. I would wonder about certain parts of it, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah this is awesome. Play these games. They're they're great games, but yeah, I just don't want to stream them. Tools of Destruction, though, is a game I played once. I don't remember a lot of it, and I always have wanted to go back to it. Um, I don't remember too much of that, but that was the first Ratchet game on PS3. Followed up by A Crack in Time, which is one of the best Ratchet games. Um, yes. Yeah. So. All right. Let's see. What else do we have here? Um, Kojima. People are trying to buy, buy his studio already. Why? They, they made one game. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, It's the name as well. But, yeah, apparently on his podcast, on his Spotify podcast, uh, he said that, he just gets ridiculous offers all the time to buy their studio, just crazy amounts of money. But he just he wants to be independent. He basically he wants to be independent and friends with everybody in the game industry, which we've seen so far. Um, you know, he has very close relationship with PlayStation. He's apparently or no, they announced it actually making an Xbox game. Um, you know, his this other game overdose or whatever leaked again. So that's has to be a Game Awards announcement incoming. Um, so you know, and, and that makes sense for sure. And I, I does not surprise me that he gets a lot of offers and probably massive, massive stacks of cash to buy his studio. But it's you know good, good on him um, for not wanting to do that. You know, I think you know his probably his experience under Konami. You know, having that ownership probably really turned him off and now that he's been independent you know who who fucking wants that you know it's just rare anymore in the games industry to see someone have this mentality of like no i'm not going to sell to you because i want to stay independent it's kind of rare to see that anymore yeah i mean it's i think there will become a point where where the money gets ridiculous enough for him like yeah, the, he will have a price one day. But like I, I, I think like there there are definitely there are things he'll want to do before he ever makes that decision. There there are probably games he wants to make before ever selling that studio. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, what do we have next? Um, Atomic Heart. There's a release date February twenty first. Um, Yep. This, yeah, this game's fucked up. This game's real <laughs> fucked up. It looks it looks pretty fucked up. Um, fuck, it's got some Bioshock vibes to it a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
but yeah, just I'm I'm looking at these screenshots and I'm like, wow. Um, I know imagination is you know something that we we, we like to uh, reward, but you know sometimes you should just keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty interested in this game. Also coming to Game Pass uh, as well if you're on the Xbox, uh, but it is coming to PlayStation Five. Um, and it, yeah, because of those Bioshock vibes and it's got an interesting alternative universe and I don't know, could be cool. Russian made as well, um, from Munfish published by Focus Home. And, uh, I'm kind of interested in that aspect as well, just because, you know, everything going on with Russia, there's lots of embargoes on them. Um, so maybe there's a, they found a way around it to sell this game everywhere. But yeah, published by regardless, oh, yeah, hmm. yeah, okay. looks cool. Uh, people are excited for God of War Ragnarok. Um, in fact, that uh, they've uh, they passed uh, twenty three million copies sold for the uh, original. Well, not the the, the twenty eighteen God of War. Uh, yeah, people are playing playing that God of War game in preparation for this. Yeah, I I hope. I mean, the word is that the new God of War is, you know, more God of War. Yeah. And I, I think that's going to be enough for most people. Definitely. Um, yeah, probably a good boost here from a PC launch um, as well. But yeah, it's a lot of a lot of copies for a PlayStation first party game. You know, the, the, we've seen their titles starting to get up there into more Nintendo-like numbers. Um, I mean, Nintendo launches games all the time to sell this many copies, which is just wild. So, yeah. yeah. Curious to see where uh, Ragnarok will land. But, you know, after yeah. a little bit of time getting out. So, All right, Tyler. I put this last one in here but just, just because we need to talk about it. We need to talk about the Gran Turismo movie. We need to talk about who's going to be in the Gran Turismo movie. Um... They're putting ginger spice in, uh, in, <laughs> in in the Gran Turismo movie. Also, if you didn't know, Christian Horner's wife. Principal Christian of the Horner, Red Bull Is team. it inevitable that Christian Horner appears in this? That's what point? I wanted to ask you. I feel like if she's in this movie, she will pull some fucking strings to get him in there somehow. Even if it's a small little thing, he'll be in there. I, I'm I'm betting on it right now. God. And you know he wants to be in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Um, it's coming next year, August 11th, 2023. Um, well, if it stays on schedule, you never know. Um, but. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Grant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of curious about this movie overall. You have David Harbour, you have Orlando Bloom. Um, man, I cannot pronounce this guy's name, unfortunately. Um, but Chimon Hounsau, who's been in a lot of movies uh, recently. He's really good in a lot of different things. Um, so I, with him in there, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go, man. Uh, I'm so curious about this movie because it's got got a really good cast. Yeah, 
Yeah, I. So. I mean, I I make fun of it a lot of times. Like, we don't need video game movies, but this is this is a different kind of video game movie. It's it's a it's it's a movie about about uh, someone competing in this video game, translating that to you know the actual motorsport. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely a different angle rather than fucking movies or TV that just retells the events of a video game. Yes. And if done right, too, I feel like, you know, fast cars translate really well to the big screen. Yeah. Yeah, can be done really, really well, you know, both visually and um, audio. Some of these theaters, it's going to be rocking. I don't know. I'm down. Speaking of uh, Sony stuff in movies, forgot to throw it in here. Last of Us, HBO, January 15th. Is the premiere date for that? Yeah. So. Yeah, get in on it uh, before Warner and Discovery merge their apps together and hike the price up, which is supposed to happen in the spring. Yeah. God. God, that sucks. Everything yeah. sucks about how fucking streaming is going. I know. I know. Yeah. All right. Well. I think that 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 does it. Um, there's not much to talk about in the Mexican Grand Prix. It no, was very not, boring. No. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, for sure. But, uh, yeah, not not a lot of passing, which I thought was kind of odd. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Just hoping for uh, some better competition next year, which I have some high hopes for. I feel like. Uh, Lewis's demeanor, especially recently, has been pretty pretty awesome to see. I feel like he's he knows that they're going in the right direction. They'll have a way better car next year. So, we'll see. Brazil, though, is usually pretty good. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, getting to... There's only a couple races left, right? There's Brazil. Yeah, Brazil and Abu Dhabi. That's it. Yeah. And they are... Back to back, so two weeks from now, the season will be over. All right. Well, it's uh, it's time for us to say goodbye here. You know what to do. Give us ratings, review, share us with your friends, all those good things. Uh, we'll be back next time, maybe with some with some God of War takes, some some early impressions on God of War. Um, yeah. And yeah, I look forward to. To that and uh, look forward to talking to all of you about that next week until then be good to each other play your video games and